Live from the Coachella Valley, time for another hour of the desert scene. Art exhibitions to modernism, music festivals to live theater, big screen, little screen, and very little screen. This is the Culture Corner with Bonnie Gilgallen and Brian Mendoza. Here's Bonnie and Brian on iHub Radio. Hey, welcome to this hour of the Culture Corner. We have special guest star, Michelle Ogo, a therapist. This is her third time on the show. She we is a star. We should call her special guest star <laughs> almost at this point, but it's wonderful to have you on. Yeah, so Michelle, tell, talk to us about COVID fatigue. I mean, I know we're all feeling it. It's been almost a year now. Uh, you know, how do we deal with it? The election's over. I mean, people are still feeling a lot of angst. Uh, how do we handle this? Yeah, Bonnie, thank you so much for having me on again. Are we done yet? I mean, I'm so done. I know everybody is so done with COVID, but it is. So I don't know if you've heard the the word. I'm calling it COVID fatigue. I think, um, you know, in the beginning, we all held our breath and we thought, like, this is going to be over, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't expect it to last this long. And I think we were all really bummed. You know, we got kind of fun, right? We did those indoor obstacle courses, and we all found funny ways to connect with each other, and all the comics hit the deck, and it's really fun to laugh. And then all of a sudden, it was like, wow, this is real. This is lasting, you know? And now what? And then we kind of were told, you know, you gotta gotta keep holding your breath, and don't, don't let go yet, you know? And so I think there's this real unease of people... Um, pretty frustrated, right? Wouldn't you be? I don't have a problem filling private time. I feel mm-hmm. like I always have something I can do. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think sometimes I don't feel the impact. But some people are like, no, my whole world is outside and doing and going. And I think those people are hitting a wall. So we're tired. Aren't you yeah. tired? Yes. Um, yes. You know, yep. Impacting you. Yeah. Right. And so now, and then we geared up to the election, right? We all had something to talk about. And I always think of it as this big buzz that pulled us together, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a buzz that was healthy and it wasn't a buzz that had a sustainable cause. No. And so I think when it was done, we were all like, oh, okay, well that's over, Yeah. you know, and then it kind of settled for a while. So it, so people pulled back again. Mm-hmm. And so I really think just this isolation is really breaking people down because, you know, humans are really connected. We're a belonging source. Yeah. You know, if you watch the Discovery show, the polar bears, all those guys, they kick out their babies at like six months, like, see ya, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and we're, we're like hanger honors, right? We yeah. have like 18 years. Yeah. You know, so we're a really connected with our people, and right. I think we don't do well when we don't have our people. Let's talk about one of the things you, you mentioned to me beforehand is, is this whole concept of being free, the price of freedom, and that, and what, how we've lost that with with this lockdown. Yeah, yeah, I think um, we start, you know, second guessing um, and start reevaluating what kind of freedom we had before and what what that looks like, what we want it to look like. Is mm-hmm. that what we want it to look like? Did we like what it looked like? You know, yeah. and I think it's a, re-eval- a reevaluation time, but I think there's a double-edged sword because I think some people, you know, I grew up, my mom always said, you want what you want when you want it. You kids always want what you want when you want it. And yeah. so I have this in my brain and sometimes I feel like the youth are really um, impulsive. They just want to go play, right? They're turning 21, they're turning 18, they want to drive. Yeah. You know, and I think I think that's a kind of a bummer for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're we want a freedom, and so some people say, you know what, screw it, I'm going to go out and eat and do what I want. And some people think it, you know, the the price of freedom is really high, and they're going to stay home and value the freedom that they have, not yeah. getting sick, and you know, so 
Boy, it's a real toss, right? Um, but we, we're, we're not free. We're, we're a nation that likes to be in control, and we're not free. And so I think that's pushing a lot of people. There's anger, too. Oh, you yeah. Know, I think if somebody's ang- angry and doesn't get rid of it, it always festers. And then when somebody oh, yeah. else gets angry, they're like, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> and then it becomes just mob, <laughs> mob mentality. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And it's a place to be distressed, right? We don't have a valid place. We're, we're a decent humanity. We don't have a place we get to go be angry, right? And if yeah. we don't know how to deal with that, if we don't know how to deal with our anger and our frustration, we look for other people to be angry and frustrated with. Uh, Again, was- a, but we're both. Bu- we're belonging, right? It's a yeah. packed mentality. Someone to blame. And a little, some of it's generational, right? Because uh, people, older folks, are a little more concerned about the virus than some of these 20-year-olds. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm healthy. I'm going to go. They don't care. And I think some of it's generational. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bonnie, I don't get it. I'm 54. Um, I'm on the fence of, yeah, I want to go play, but heck no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know what people's level of fear are. When you're younger, I, I wish I could give a little snapshot to myself because I'm sure I was like, ah, nothing's ever going to happen to me. Right. And now you can break, break bones and get sick and you start thinking about that, you know, put a value on that one too. Um, and so I think that's a big, that's a big piece of it. I we, wanted to ask Brian. take... Yeah, but because you're in your 20s, right? What's your feel about that? You know, I actually had a a perspective. I would say that um, there is generational gaps, but I also feel like it's a little bit more complex than like uh, older versus younger. I think there's also totally like the boomer generation is a little bit more generation X and the boomer generation. I think they have mixed feelings about the whole thing. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of them I've seen way more footage of people in their 40s and 50s creating problems out, for like going about yeah going out about and but they're also creating yeah, problems totally. for walmart workers like, yeah and a lot of younger people you know of course they're gonna have i feel like in a lot of ways when it comes to like masks and covid procedures they're very much like i don't trust the man for with my health and it's like but who is the man in this case yeah, <laughs> like who, the yeah who is the man right. yeah yeah and it's like right and when you have to tell them like hey a, a lot of them get it like yeah. a lot of young people do get it and sometimes there's this sort of joke in my circle of i think this time we have to tell our parents to not go outside and yeah. not do anything hey mom and dad stay home <laughs> stay, stay healthy home. yeah like, yeah they, right right there used to be this joke of, hey, come over, my parents aren't home. And the person comes over. Now it's, hey, come over, my parents aren't home. But they should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and let's talk about, um, what. yeah, what can we do now? What, what can we do now if you're feeling frustrated and bored and isolated and, and confined and all that stuff? What are some of the things that, that we can do to take care of ourselves in the middle of this? You know what? I think... Um, you know, radical change, radical acceptance, radical change. I think sometimes it's good to shake things up. It's a great word, isn't it? It's being radical. Um, mm-hmm. It means doing the opposite of what your instinct is. You want to do the exact opposite. If your inclination is to stay home, but then you're lonely and you find yourself complaining and wishing you had something different, then challenge yourself to do the radical opposite, to go out and be something you're not. And then when I say go out, I don't mean go out. Sorry, we're in a COVID world. I have to yeah. think about my words. But go out online, let's say. There's mm-hmm. safe places to connect with people. There's a lot of Zoom meetings happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that even myself, I'll tell you a quick funny. When, when this all first went down um, in March, I think it was about a couple months later, and I called my mom and I said, you know, I really miss you. I was supposed to visit you. I need to Zoom with you. And she said, oh, 
I'm not going to look right. My hair's not done. And I said, you know, when I come visit and you get up in the morning and get coffee, your hair is not done. You have no <laughs> yeah. makeup on. Yeah. Like, newsflash, there's nothing different. And we got online. And do you know, I got teary because yeah. I was even surprised how awesome it was to see her face. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the screen went away. Yeah. It was my mom sitting there in front of me. And we had, we talked for four and a half hours. Wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so you just, I think you need to challenge yourself. And my mom was like, wow, why didn't we do this sooner? Right? And so yeah. I think we need to challenge ourselves to Zoom, to reach out. Pre- you know, everything we're doing is being redefined. Mm-hmm. Your presentation, your meetings, Zoom is kind of how it is. Right? Yeah. And so I think you have to challenge yourself to be verbal. If you're shy, and you wish you were more verbal so you could be more overt, ask your buddy, like, how are you so outgoing all the time? What can I do without looking like a dork that would, like, help me be more social? You know, therapy. A lot of people think therapy is just for whining and complaining about your problems and learning, um, you know, about themselves. It's not. It's how to learn skills, how to communicate. Mm -hmm. How do I talk to somebody yeah. You know, that I'm really shy about and I could just stand next to them before. But now I actually want to have a conversation because yeah. we're all at home. Yeah. And so I think it's challenging yourself a little bit. I'm kind of a silver lining girl. I do not think like a Pollyanna, but I think there's good in bad situations because I think you can either fall down a rabbit hole and get stuck. There's transitions of trauma. There's transitions yeah. of trauma, right? So first we stabilize. We want stability. This is trauma. Mm-hmm. Let's let's not kid each other. The word like new normal drives me absolutely nuts. It's yeah. overused. What's nor- This is not normal. This yeah. is not normal. normal. Yeah. So we are in transition. Special report. The news is always the special report. Yeah. You know. So what's what's special? And so I think we have to redefine a couple of things. So first, we want stability. Do we feel safe? Do we feel like we're taking precautions to keep our health safe? We had to process through some of that yucky grief that we're feeling, mm-hmm. the COVID fatigue and being lonely and being frustrated and angry, you know, things that, you know, this is where people like start overeating, addictive behaviors, a lot of Kick anxiety, in, yeah. confusion, confusion, depression. I mean, it's, it's a basket full. And so if you don't want to be stuck there, we, we have to dig ourselves out. We really do. We have to get the shovel and go, okay, I need to like make some effort here and challenge ourselves to do something different because I don't think this is ending very soon. I'm not, you know, a, a foresayer. I, um, I can't predict the future, but I'm telling you that this is still kind of scary. Yeah. And yeah, we're getting vaccines. Um, but it's scary. I, I think we're, I mean, when are we not going to be able to go out and, and yeah. wear a mask? And so there are some things we need to accept. All right, Brian, you know, Brian had something. Hand. Let me get Brian in here for yeah. you real quick. You know, I wanted to Brian, say, I, go. I, I, I got to say, I agree with everything you said, because like this, this year during the beginning of the pandemic, well, last year, I mean, it just, it feels like, uh, it just feels like yesterday that it started to me to some extent, a long yesterday, yeah, like long, a very long, sometimes yesterday. five years, yeah. but yeah, long, long, <laughs> long yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, right? <laughs> like I was going to say for me, like I was in the beginning of the pandemic, just you know what? I lost my other job. I'm going to just watch television all the time. I was watching Dark Shadows, which is a great show. You know, it makes you feel good. Love but, that show. Yeah. But after a while, dark. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> after a while, I felt I have to go back to school. I got to finish this degree. I really do. Mm-hmm. So when I went back to school, I noticed that 
I got straight A's and it, and the last semester I was there, I got like a C or a B and an A. And then I was like, you know what? With these Zoom meetings, I'm going to take a shower and go to class. And oh, big difference. I was happy, focused. focused yeah. And, you know, the best thing about it, too, was that, like, I became the most talkative person in the class. And I loved <laughs> it. I mean... I mean, I've always talked a lot. Hey, hey Brian, why? Why? Tell me about really quick. Tell me that. Tell why did, me why, why did that happen? Why did that happen? Yeah. Why? On Zoom. On Zoom. Just I feel like for me, it's kind of like, I guess to some extent, I would like to say that it feels like there's sort of like this protection barrier with the computer feel safer there. behind the screen a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And like in person, like sometimes I feel like I have to, if I talk a lot in class, it would be during a presentation and I would put on a show and grab things and almost do like theater esque. But right there, I don't have that. So I I have to be talkative <laughs> in other ways and I have to feel myself. Michelle, let's, right. get, let's get your website in because run out of time. What's your website? Oh, it's um, my full name, Michelle Ogle, MST.com. Yeah, actually, I wanted to tell you there's a section on there going up called Trending Topics. Bonnie okay. is going to be listing these these spots with you so okay. people can re-listen if they didn't get to. Perfect. And as far as some other, other commentary and stuff. Yeah. All right, we're going to have to have you back because we, we, you know, we could do this for two hours. I mean, there's so much to say. Thank you so much, Michelle. You always help us and yeah. lift us up with this. Thank um, you. Brian, thanks for chiming in. You have some really good thoughts. All right, we'll get, we're going to have you back. We're definitely going to have you back. Thank you so much, Michelle Ogle, wonderful advice therapist. All right, we're going to be back you. with more. Happy Friday, y'all. Okay, you too. Culture Corner, just a bit. The curtain rises on local and regional arts and entertainment. From music to theater, films to fine art, it's The Culture Corner. Get connected. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Bonnie and Brian on iHub Radio. Hey, welcome back to The Culture Corner. We have some news going on. And as always, it's, it's a mix of... Not only fun news, but a lot Some of serious, like, serious topics. So this is going to be both if it's more of an inter- introspective one. Okay. So let's talk first about Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen launching a podcast I think that's so cool. I think it's fabulous. So it, it it's no secret that Barack Obama, the Obamas in general, have mm. tried to reach out into different venues like Michelle mm. Obama's going to have a Netflix TV show. The, the cooking food the thing, cooking yeah. Show, and the thing is that Bruce Springsteen and uh, Barack Obama will talk about racism, mm-hmm. Clarence Clemens, protest music, and they're going to have this new podcast on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's interested, I think it's called Renegades Born in America. Mm-hmm born in the USA and I'm going to have the date here for just a moment but what do you think about that? I think it's great and I heard the one little story I heard from that is in one of them that they were talking about racism and that Barack Obama mentioned that in I don't know it was high school or college I forget uh, somebody in the locker room another guy called him the n-word and he broke his nose he punched him in the nose and I think that's great (laughs) I think it's great you know there are moments like that when you talk to someone like Barack Obama where it's kind of like that happened but because he's so like 
He's no drama Obama. No He's drama. very calm. But you know what? There comes a point. And of course, but when you're in high school or college, things are a little bit different. That's fair. But there comes a line. You ha- there has to be a line drawn, you know? I was going to say that the thing with me is that I think that they're both like really cool, like icons on the yes. same political yes. spectrum. I think that one thing people underestimate about Bruce Springsteen is that he is a very popular liberal icon because his Mm -hmm. song born in the usa is critical of like blind patriotism and Mm -hmm. one of the things that people forget is like the fact that even though ronald reagan used it it was sort of ironic because Mm -hmm. he didn't actually agree with him Mm -hmm. and so i i would say that they're they're a pretty good team and some people have criticism about it like oh you know are they the right group to talk about the issues today are the does do the obamas and the springsteens of the world have anything to contribute which i get there's always this feeling of of course, why? Because they're not 25? Because they're not 30? Is that why? That's what I think the idea is. That's absurd. Is. Yeah. And I, I think that the idea is that everyone in some political spectrum on the left will have something to say. And I mm-hmm. think that I can't find necessarily the date for it, but they did announce that they will start putting That's out okay. the That's okay. We'll, we'll come up with it. Let's talk about uh, Tiger Woods for a moment briefly. He's o- he's okay. He's going to be okay. He's going to be fine. He had that one a single car accident where he, I guess he was speeding and he hit the median, hit a tree and rolled several times and they had to get him out with the jaws of life. Really messed up his leg, broke his leg and I think his ankle. And I guess there's some question about if it's going to affect his golf game. Um, but he's okay. And he's going to walk again. So, um, you know, there's some controversy and there's some stuff that people said they saw him right as he got in the car and he looked agitated and irritated. And maybe he's late for something, but who knows? But at least he's okay. At least he's okay. And you know what? Car accidents, you know, they happen and yeah. it's unfortunate. And I hope that he does well. And, yeah. you know, speaking about accidents, there is some issue with Meek Mill. Now, Meek Mill is this um, rapper, right? So, for okay. those of you who don't know, so uh, there's a good chance some people in our audience won't know. And I, have. I, I didn't know, so okay. <laughs> That's all right. Um, Vanessa Bryant is um, Kobe Bryant's wife. Right. And as everybody knows, Kobe Bryant died a year ago in a. Well, now. So sad. It was, before, it was before COVID, so I think it was more than a year. It was January, a year January, ago. January, yeah. It was a helicopter yeah. accident. And, funny and his and daughter was killed, too. And yeah. it's horrible. What yeah. a horrible so event. Sad. You know, like, and, you know, Kobe Bryant's always been a inspiration for a lot of people. I mean, there's always going to be some, like, mixed feelings about his legacy here mm-hmm. and there. But I think that he became an icon for a lot of black youth, and, and including Meek Mill. Meek Mill's said in ace he put out this song lyric right yeah if i'm if i ever lack i'm going out with my chopper it be another kobe basically essentially that if he ever makes it if yeah that, you know that's you, it's, that's bad taste uh, it's, yeah it's bad taste and vanessa bryant put out an instagram post saying that she found it to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful and she said i'm not familiar with any of your music but i believe you can do better than this if mm-hmm. you're a fan fine there's a better way to show your love of Kobe than to kind of throw in his death as a sign yeah. of wealth. And the fact is, absolutely, he died in a helicopter, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't. It's not a symbol of his wealth. It's a symbol of a tragedy when yeah. he lost his daughter and yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah, that was that was big. I, and I I I don't blame her. I don't blame her. And Meek Mill has said in a Twitter post that he did apologize to her, and he said that. Um, he said pretty much that he will he apologized to her in private earlier and not to be in public and they said that he 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 does not want to focus too much of he doesn't he he understands that she's grieving still and he feels that it was like a private matter but he did apologize to her in private and 
I feel like in some cases, like, it's a good thing he apologized as soon as he did. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like a lot of times you, you got to be careful about yeah. referencing yeah. stuff like that. Because I feel like Kobe Bryant's death shocked the world. Yeah, and, it really did. And it really, it really did, did touch the nerve of a lot of people. Now, like, you know, even on Facebook, I made a post a long time ago, which I've regret ever since. And it got a lot of people hurt. And so I've always apologized for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, the thing about Kobe Bryant is that he had a legacy and yeah. he really did matter a lot to a lot of black youth. And, you know, Meek Mill, if, he, if he's a fan, I think I'm not going to say he's not a fan, but I think that in order to be a better fan is to respect the legacy of someone yeah. without bringing up their tragedies. Yeah, that's that, that, that's not for for your own purposes, for his own lyrics, for him, a song to make money. I mean, that's precisely. Just, yeah, no, that wasn't good. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have more news, and we're gonna come back. When we come back, Anita Rose, the fabulous Anita Rose, is gonna Woo. come on and tell. She's doing a whole bunch of stuff around town. All right, we'll be back with more on the Culture Corner in just a bit. You're listening to Bonnie Gilgallen and Brian Mendoza talking arts and entertainment on iHub Radio's The Culture Corner. Live from the desert cities of Southern California, here's Brian and Bonnie. And we are back in the Culture Corner, and we're really uh, pleased to welcome back once again. She's been a guest before. Um, it's Anita Rose. I love the description on her Facebook page Sugar Spice and Nothing Nice. That's fabulous. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you, love? Good. So you got all kinds of stuff going. I know, you know, things are, we're still, everybody's still being safe and, and, but things are opening up a little bit with distance. I know you're doing your, the, it's the third year anniversary of your bitchiest brunch. So tell us about that and, and all, you're, you're really starting to come get pretty active again. Yes. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm so excited. I totally didn't even think that we would even be opening up entertainment until like June when it's hot outside. Mm-hmm. But, Thank God we're finally open. We're doing things again. We were uh, kind of open and closed during the lockdown, reopen, lockdown, reopen. Um, but our third year anniversary of the Bitches Brunch that I've been hosting, I'm the only original cast member left. And um, I've been hosting it not ever since. I, there was a previous hostess. but um, So now we're doing it. Uh, the third year anniversary is this Sunday. We have two show times because uh, we're trying to get as many people to and enjoy um, but we're doing it all socially distanced tables everybody's six feet apart no more than um, four to six people at a table mm-hmm. the performances are up on the balcony that way they're nowhere near close to the, to the people mm-hmm. um, I know it's not as fun that way but trying to make sure that everybody is it's the safest show to watch in town and this is at Oscars yes yes Okay, and so tell us, uh, give people a little, if they've never been there, don't know much about you, don't know much about the brunch or Oscars, give them a sort of a feel for what the show's like. So I'm going to try to keep it as Christian as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Because the the bitchiest brunch really, it really is, it's probably one of the sassiest, I mean, you can go to another brunch and they can say, oh, we are bitchy too, but nobody can no other brunch can say we are the bitchiest brunch. Okay. I am just a turd on that microphone. Like, even in my uh, profile, like you just said, um, sugar spice and nothing nice. I guarantee you, somebody will, <laughs> everybody gets picked on. Okay. Um, every single person there, nobody's um, out of the loop. Um, 
I go in hard on bachelorettes. I'm like, they're like, oh my gosh, how long have you been together? Five years? They're like, or they'll say five years. I'm like, oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> you need to get to know him first? Yeah. What's going on? And then like, they'll show me the ring and I'm like, oh, it's cheap. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. And um, whenever it's somebody's birthday, I'm like, hi, what's your birth? Uh, what's your name? They're like, Richard. I'm like, cool, Gregory. Uh, where are you from? They're like, uh, Rancho Cucu- uh, Rancho Mirage. I'm like, sorry? They're like, Rancho Mirage. I'm like, no, I'm just sorry you're from Rancho Mirage. Like, it's just it's just entire sass from beginning to end. Yeah. And now, do you, uh, do you, have, a lot, do you have a lot of costume changes? And how many people are, are, are part of the show? Um, well, for the anniversary show, we like to go um, out and all full out, and we like to um, invite more people to the show. Normally in the show, there's about five-ish people, including myself. Uh, we're actually scaling down the cast. Uh, we're taking one person out um, because right now what we're doing is um, there's a pink envelope on everybody's table and we're pulling the tips together. That way we're not individually going out and t- like grabbing the tips by hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, just trying to make it more secure. Um, so we're actually removing a cast member, so it's going to be about four plus me. Um, and between each performer, I come out in a different outfit. Okay. So it is a lot of costume changing. So everybody does their two numbers, plus I come out like 10 times in a different costume. Okay. And now, is everybody singing live or is it lip syncing? Do you use tracks? So tell us about the musical part. Um, we do have one person who do who does like to sing live for both of his numbers. I don't know why, but mm. he likes he likes to sing live uh, during uh, his numbers. Um, I will sing live every once in a while. I'm I love singing live, but I'm just a little too chicken to do it in front of an audience. Um, but we do have some people who lip sync to tracks. We do have some people who do. Um, special performances with fire. I mean, it's it's all kinds of crazy. This year, we've decided that we're going to change a lot. So you never know. You might get everyone singing live one day show tunes. One day, you might get everybody singing live Broadway or um, or all lipstick. You never know. Now, I have heard you sing at Stacey's, and you you can sing. Why would you be nervous? You know, it's... It's one of those things where I had a turd of a boyfriend in the past, and then <laughs> another boyfriend came along and messed it up. So it's actually this boyfriend that I have now, whose drag name is Anorexia, actually got me back into singing uh, and doing um, musical theater. Mm-hmm. So I love doing it, but I do, I, my nerves get back in and I chicken out last minute. Okay. Well, you know what? There's nothing worth. I've had now. I have a really supportive partner, Eric, for ten plus years. But I've been in some relationships and marriages where the partner was very uh, uh, critical of talent, and that that can that can really mess you up for a while. It really can if you got somebody telling you, nah, you know. So, um, uh, tell me. And by the way, do you, is Stacy's going to come back, or is Stacy's gone forever? Do we know? Um, I believe that they are back. I no longer work for them. Okay. Uh, I believe. They will not be doing any kind of live entertainment anytime okay. soon, okay. especially because they don't have the space for it. But right. I believe that they're still open. Okay. And tell me, I love to uh, ask this question because it's been, you know, you've been on before. It's been a little while. What makes a great drag performance for you? If you go see somebody else, what makes a really great uh, drag performance? 
Um, I think going to watch a great drag performance, I want to see professionalism. I want to see that um, they're they're following their lip sync all the way through instead of like dropping off the last word or the last consonant of whatever the lyric is. Mm-hmm. I like to see that they're feeling it instead of just standing there looking like a goldfish and mouthing <laughs> the word. Okay. I've seen it. It is it is horrible when they just kind of stand there go blah 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 like it's, oh, yeah. I want to see I just want to see more than just the general drag. I want to see that you're feeling something. I want to see that you're doing something. I want to see you're having fun. I because it, it's very I mean drag queens are now dime a dozen every yeah. year when high school graduates there's another flock that comes through or yeah. they start even sooner. Yeah. So I want to see something that makes i want to see i i like to describe it as there's two different there anybody can be a drag queen but not everybody can be an entertainer i want to see what makes that person an entertainer great answer brian Brian has a question for you i was gonna say that um over the long history of drag drag has always had this like evolution when it comes to like diversity and inclusivity and i feel like we're at this point where it's a question of how can we make it more inclusive and diverse again? Because in the beginning, a lot of people got into drag as a way to express themselves, and a lot of trans folks have do- did drag because in the 60s, I, that was the only way some people could actually dress mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and perform mm-hmm. the gender that they had. So I wanted to ask you, as a drag artist yourself, what are some things that you feel like other drag queens and yourself can do to make drag inclusive and feature more diversity? Because, like... RuPaul's Drag Race has had its own criticisms about that too Mm -hmm. and you know and no it's not the only thing in the Mm -hmm. world but it's the most Mm -hmm. mainstream thing so Mm -hmm. I wanted to know in your own way or in many in your own way how would you fight for inclusivity in the drag community or do you feel like it's already done good question yeah what what do you think about that well I I do feel like there is um, a lot of diversity especially like if you go from one bar to the next like even with just live entertainment like one bar would like more of this versus because I know Stacey's he didn't want like the crooning music he wanted stuff that was more um, not necessarily the top 40s but he just didn't want crooning music mm-hmm. he didn't want like the, the great American songbook mm-hmm. so there's I feel like there's bars that can that do that and are available to do that so like for Oscars if, uh, he wants more of like show uh, like girl is mm-hmm. stuff. Well, he just wants stuff that's more polished. He wants a production. Yeah. Versus if you go like down the street to a different branch, it's going to be something completely different. Um, like at ours, where we require them to have their nails, earrings, centers on versus you go down the street and it's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there's bars like the bullet bar that like the diversity also like, so for Oscars, we have no problem having a drag king that it would be something different mm-hmm. or someone from Dracula that would be something different as long as like them coming in, they would have their look and outfit and everything polished. Mm-hmm. I just think like also you can go to, cause I know that sometimes I feel like a lot of Queens that describe themselves as trash Queens or alternative Queens feel like, Oh, we can only go to, dive bars or like leather bars. I've seen them also at regular straight bars having mm-hmm. shows. I think it's also up to the queens that are not like the top whatever to also step 
forward. Like, that's how Dragula is. Dragula has uh, helped step the alternative drag scene into more mainstream so that way it's more acceptable. Mm-hmm. I also think that, so I feel like as far as being like alternative, because I know I do some alternative stuff in my shows, not a lot, but I know that I do it. Um, I also think that it comes, it's two part, it's a two way street. I also have to be the queen stepping forward saying, look, we have this show, let's do it. And then the bars for the bar perspective, it's, how is this going to bring me in money? Because at the end of the day, that's what it's going to be about and right. will always be about. Mm-hmm. So I think as, if a an alternative show comes in and goes, look, we want to do this. Here's how we're going to do it. That's how I did my shows. Like at Chill, they had, which is totally not an alternative bar, but they had a night where it was Dracula and all alternative numbers, and it went great. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of a two-way street. It's, uh, you have to put the package together, sell it, and then the bar will take it, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and real quick, uh, is there anything that's, uh, I mean, no, I know the Bitchy Bunch, is, it's, it's supposed to be kind of outrageous and push the envelope. Is there anything that's, that's sort of across the line for a, a, a drag performer? Are there, are there sort of rules and parameters you have to stay within? Um, as far as what? As far as the show. As far as, I mean, how far can you push things to be outrageous, I guess is the question. I would think it would go as long as you don't piss off the general public. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. No, the thing is, with, with Bitches Brunch, it um, it's a little different. Now I have to kind of scale back a lot of my jokes because um, everybody would get picked on every religion, every racial color, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the one that would like really get picked on is white people just because it's the easiest target and it's so funny. But... Um, like some things I do have to kind of scale back and think about what I'm going to say first, mm-hmm. even though it is the bitchiest brunch and some awful things come out of my mouth. Um, I think like if you're, I think if you have to look at it and go, do you think I can get away with this? You might not. Might not. Okay. And now, the, yeah. uh, bitchy, bitchy fresh com- coming up. How do people, they call Oscars to make reservations and do they, do, I'm sure you fill up fast. Yes. Yes, we have been selling out extremely quick. Even though we have two shows for this Sunday, we do sell out. Um, if you do call in and make a reservation, they will tell you to go to oscars-palm-springs.ticketleap.com. Okay. And that is the best way to get your ticket, uh, your seat guaranteed. Okay, perfect. All right, Anita Rose, you are fabulous. If you haven't seen Anita Rose perform, you got to check it out. Uh, great performer and just keeping the you know fun alive in the desert, even in the middle of a pandemic, doing it safely. It's a great, great, great idea. Thank you so much for being here and uh, have a great brunch on Sunday and make sure you get some rest in between all your performances too. Don't go too you're crazy. You're so funny. I never, there is no rest for the wicked. <laughs> Thank you for having me, baby. Oh, you're welcome. All right, Anita Rose. Okay, we'll be back with more on the Culture Corner in just a moment. You're listening to Bonnie Gilgallen and Brian Mendoza, talking arts and entertainment on iHub Radio's The Culture Corner. Here are Bonnie and Brian. Hey, welcome back to The Culture Corner. Real quick, we have to, I have to acknowledge Daft Punk, the famous electronic music band. They're going to retire, which is good. Godspeed to them. Have a good retirement. You know, long, lustrous career has made a lot of great music. I've never heard of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to admit it. <laughs> That's okay. If only I had a song here. Maybe one of these days I'll put on a song and I'll tell this you. This was Daft Punk. Okay. Like they had a song called, It's Time to Get Lucky. 
it's all night to get lucky something like that i can't sing you're the okay. singer okay <laughs> well that sounds catchy catchy anyway. it's good but i was gonna say new york theaters are opening up on march 5th movie theaters movie theaters i'm concerned about that but. there is some concern yeah. I, I definitely have my concerns but let's get the details okay so most movie so according to this movie theaters can start opening on march 5th but there's sort of an anticipation that they will not fully reopen until like april 2nd some of them some of them like um uh there some of the films in some of the movie theaters like cinema village and alpine theater because of pipe damage may not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be able to open until april 2nd but otherwise everyone else march 5th and the idea is to run movie theaters at 25% capacity so 50 mo- people per auditorium and they're going to sp- have to space out the seating they've so, got to space out the seating yeah yeah so okay. basically like let's say me and you went to the movies we have to sit together and then another group will Be sit five seats th- away or whatever five yeah. seats away yeah and they basically 25% capacity and as for beverages i think they're still trying to figure that out but i think that they're trying to be very careful and like putting glass there and not interacting too much with customers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cleaning a lot. And the thing would be that it, it's, it's it's complicated because movie theaters have really suffered. And Yeah, lot, and lot. I get that. I get that. But I, I mean, I, I'm one of those people that airs on the side of caution with all this. Just concern. I mean, I'm, I wonder why more, and I don't know, I just more... Theaters haven't gone the outside drive-in route. Some have, but I'm, I wonder why more have not. I have a feeling that in New York, it's very, the way it's set up, there's not a not lot a of room, lot, maybe room. room to do it. And yeah. like, let's say you do it in Central Park. Everybody wants space in Central Park. Let's mm-hmm. say that's the space. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, that area is protected. You can't just build a movie theater yeah. there. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of major cities, they can't do drive-ins. Yeah. But in this area we're we're grateful in the sense that there's so much desert and yeah. so much we have a area. couple we got in the mary pickford there's one, one i think there's a couple uh i can't the air museum air museum yeah there's a couple and here. the mall has yeah. one too mm-hmm. i gotta say that drive-in theaters to me i'm still airing support for that i mm-hmm. think that people should definitely consider going there it's a great if idea they, if, if you want to see a movie you're staying in your car you're distanced away i think it's great and also because uh, during that time, it's much more affordable, too, because you're mm-hmm. being paid by the car. And I think supporting movie theaters is good. And yeah. I, Mary Pickford also did this thing where I don't know if they still do it, but I think they might be. But they're doing this thing where people can buy like popcorn and drinks and food from them and take it home. Like you can mm-hmm. stay in your car and they'll bring you food and you just pay for it in advance. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way of like getting money for them because a lot of movie theaters the ones that I mentioned in New York, their owner said that it's very difficult to make a profit with 25%. And the fact yeah, that... I, can, I would imagine, yeah. And people forget beverages and drinks. The Well, that's a contra- that's a oxymoron, beverages yeah. and drinks, like beverages yeah. and mm-hmm. popcorn. They cost so much because movie theaters actually make their money off, off of that, of that. Yeah. rather than the movie ticket. Right. The movie ticket, like, if anything, $8, they make a dollar mm-hmm. or even less. Yeah. And I feel like if there, I feel like when it comes to this, like we got to be careful. And I also feel like there's this petition that came out that was asking Congress save the movie theaters by giving us like a bailout or giving us something. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would promote that rather than reopening movie theaters. I would, yeah. And I think that yeah. if I think for the sad thing is that movie theaters will probably get more emphasis as opposed to like the theater, the theater itself, because. Mm-hmm. 
I think the theater in general will have a really difficult time coming back mm-hmm. yeah. in New York. And yeah. Broadway probably will not reopen maybe until fall. Oh, I yeah. I, I think fall at the earliest. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's... It is. It's. It's just. It's just a really tough situation for everybody. It really is. But, and I know everybody's anxious. Somebody, I want to get going. Want to get going. Want to go back and do live music and inside and eat inside and do this third. And I get that. But you know what? I, five hundred thousand plus people dead. I know two people personally who died of COVID. I know someone now who didn't die, had it and basically got through it, but still has no sense of taste or smell after a month or so. And and you know what? And the people have long-term effects, symptoms that last for, I mean, you know, do you want to risk that? And you don't know. It's it's like playing Russian roulette. You got a gun, you know, you got one bullet, you're going around, which one is going to shoot you in the head and kill you? And to some extent, even going to Walmart is a very difficult decision sometimes because, like, you have to realize, okay, do I have to go to Walmart? Yeah, do I is, have, is it necessary? Yeah, is but, it necessary? And you got to wear your mask, wash your hands, do the, do the, uh, you know, sanitizer and all that kind of stuff. But you know, there's some things you have to go to the grocery store and get food to eat. You got to eat. Um, but it's just in some people, and you know, yeah, the chances are, let's say you, you open a movie theater, and let's say you know. 50 people went and one person got sick. Everybody else was fine. One person got sick. Well, one person got sick and died. One person got sick and lost their sense of taste or smell for the rest of their lives. Was it worth it? Uh, it's, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't say it's worth it on that. You've got to think about those things. You and really you know, do. I think it's about looking past like your desire to escape into the movie theater and sometimes asking like it, that one person that was sitting next to you got yeah. sick. Think about your fellow human being, not yeah. just about you, not just me, 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 me. I want, I want, I want and, my freedom, my this, you know. And I think the one thing I will always say about the, about what the pandemic has done to the arts is that we're, re- the arts is, you know, they're resilient because mm-hmm. they'll always be around. Mm-hmm. But I think that we need to, fight for the arts in a more meaningful way like get money for theaters to stay open get money for like um for movie theaters and mm-hmm. i think that we should also try to fight for like uh community fundraisers like there's plenty of fundraisers out there that are set up to help out local actors and local theater companies throughout mm-hmm. the country mm-hmm. they're also like um Law and Order SVU hiring Broadway actors to show up on their shows. Yeah. There yeah. are practical, safe, safe ways to try yeah. to get people not only economically safe, but try to keep them safe physically as well. But and on the other spectrum, we've got a vaccine now. Not everybody's eligible to get it yet. I'm not yet. One of the, I can't wait till I can. I'm getting it as soon as I'm eligible. Get the vaccine. Go out. Get the freaking vaccine. Keep doing the masking and social distancing. Get the vaccine so that. Once we get, you know, passive, once we get sort of herd immunity, you get control over it, that's when people, things can really start opening up. So you've got to start that at that end. It's kind of like you're going to get a treat once you eat your dinner. Exactly. And the dinner is making sure that we stay safe. Vaccine, mass, you know, for and patience. I know it's hard. It's hard for everybody. And, but be smart and be safe. And also, yeah. you know what? There's plenty of streaming services. Check them out. A lot out, of streaming. Know. Yeah. Facebook performance is streaming. There's stuff that you can do. You it's can not be creative. like... Oh, and one feature I want to say before we yep. exit. You can do group watches on HBO Max, Hulu, and um, Disney Plus. So if you want to watch your f- movie with a friend. You kind of feel like you're yeah, there. The theater. Do it yeah. and yeah. have fun. You know, yeah. try to have fun with it. All right. Thank you so much, Culture Corner. Thank you, Brian. We'll see you guys next week. Stay safe out there.